Hey everyone, I am Shorya. Welcome to the first episode of F1 APM podcast, and I cannot be more excited to have my first guest on today. Uh, so I have Rajesh on. Rajesh is a senior product manager at Walmart, and we actually went to NYU together. And it's been so great to learn from Rajesh during his journey, and I'm so glad to have him on today. Welcome, Rajesh. So glad to have you here. Hey everyone. Uh, hey Shorya. Thank you so much for inviting me on this podcast. Um, super excited and very happy to hear that you are actually getting involved in this and starting to do more things uh, in different formats to help uh, aspiring product managers to get to where they are. And likewise, I've gotten to l- learn a lot from you as well uh, while we were in NYU and post that as well. Um, so super excited to get started. Thank you so much for inviting me on it. Awesome, man! Thank you for being a part of it. So, first question right off the bat would be, when was the time that you know you decided that you want to pursue product management? That's, I think, one of the most cliche questions I've ever heard. Uh, but also one of the most vital questions, uh, because I think what I would like to infer to or walk you through is. how i actually got interested in the product career and what steps did i take to learn more about it uh it goes back to the time when i was working uh at media.net which is a programmatic ad tech organization back in mumbai india it was right after my graduation uh from undergrad so at that point i was very much into non engineering stuff i was a lot into marketing advertising stuff like that uh i was working at media.net as a business specialist uh and we were kind of in a hybrid role where we were collaborating with a lot of folks across the board that included uh, analysts that included engineering product so on and so forth at first it didn't catch my attention but as i was going through uh, my time at media.net i was getting curious about the various functions that i work with uh, realizing that i'm interacting with a lot of folks more often who know more about the thing that i'm working on who are developing what i'm working on and who have a lot of experiments and opinions that are continuously running in the background um one thing that i'm going to repeat multiple times during this conversation is going to be curiosity that's what uh i believe drives me on a day to day basis and that's what drove me towards where i'm at right now not saying that i'm at you know doing something amazing or something but yeah um uh, curiosity is the key to how i landed in this uh career to go back uh, i think I was curious about what do different folks do? How do you contribute to the millions of dollars that we make each year? And that's where I learned a little more about what does this person do? What does that person do? And what does this person do? At that point of time, talking to different folks gave me an insight into how each role in its unique way contributes a lot to the overall bottom line of the organization. Uh each role has different roles, responsibilities or even uh activities and day-to-day tasks to fulfill. The one that intrigued me the most was the capability to sit between the folks who code the thing versus the people who sell the thing. The question over there was, "Wait, what do you even do?" The question was <laughs> asked one, and they told me the same thing, right? That that you hear, we sit between business and engineering, try and figure out what to do next, how to do it, so on and so forth. So hearing those basic answers was not enough for me. my curiosity next led me to start networking which i know is a major section of our conversation today and speaking to a lot more folks hey what do you do how are you different than that person what are you doing over here and how do you contribute to the overall success and the growth of the organization 
that's when I realized that what product management does is propels the business forward. It takes risks, runs experiments and continuously tries to keep pushing us forward so that not only are we capitalizing on the opportunities we have, but also making sure that we are creating further opportunities for ourselves. Um, so yeah, in a sentence, back when I was working at media.net, was really curious, got intrigued by the folks I was working with on a day-to-day basis and uh, went from there to learn more about what they did, understood what needs to be uh, honed further to be a product manager and accordingly applied to NYU's management of technology program. Right, that, that's amazing. So I, I think the cornerstone of becoming a great product manager is curiosity, as you said, right? Uh, one thing is that after you realize that this might be a field that you want to pursue based on the story that you told here, when did you realize that, okay, this is actually a good fit for me, I would be, I would be a good product manager, like when, when, when was that like? You're asking me existential questions that I don't have answers to. <laughs> Uh, but to be to, to be on a more serious note, um, what I do want to say is that you always have to ascertain or evaluate what is it that the role needs, what is it that the project needs, and what is it that you can provide. Um, as I mentioned, my curiosity led me to network with a lot of folks and a quick few coffee chats, maybe a couple mm-hmm. of deep dives here or there led me to understand what do they do on a daily basis? How is the field evolving? What are the different kinds of niche within this field? And how are folks positioning themselves or skilling themselves to be able to achieve success in this role? Uh, Being able to understand how other people are working towards their vision of becoming a product manager or understanding the specifics required for different niches within product management. And the capabilities that I had at that point of time was what help me put two and two together. While I will not say that I'm a finished product at any point of time, as you keep saying, uh, it's always an iterative process, right? Right. At certain points, you have to take the plunge. You have to be sure that come what may, whatever are the challenges that are coming at you, you would be able to take care of them. And as I often tell a lot of people, being a PM is more like an adventure on a daily basis. You don't know what's coming at you, but you got to be ready to face what's coming at you because that's how you grow. Right. So, yeah. um, If you to restate the question, how did I know that I'd be a good fit for product management? I don't. It was my pure curiosity that led me to find out, hey, will I be good at putting myself in situations that will help me realize more about whether I am able to do this was the key to actually realizing, oh, shit, I really like doing this. Can I do more of this piece? And that, that's the whole thing. Right. That, that's awesome. And I think you touched on a very important point, right? Like it's also more about what a role needs and how someone is uniquely positioned to add value to something, right? So that directly gets me to the next part that, you know, I really wanted you to focus on is the idea of developing a domain knowledge, right? So in your case, it would be having a good understanding of how the advertisement technology landscape works and sort of using that domain knowledge to break in, uh, like to break into product management, right? So I would love to know your thoughts on that. Like how can one develop some domain knowledge? And if you already have it, how do you leverage it into breaking into product management? Like would love to know your thoughts on that. Got it. And that's, that's actually a great question. Um... 
uh, as we has come ha- come up in our previous conversations uh, i've mentioned that one of the biggest advantages i had was understanding this very unique uh, domain right a very unique uh, segment that is well now pretty mainstream but um, understanding ad tech uh, i attribute this back to my curiosity about marketing advertising and actually taking the plunge into it right uh, i did not know anything about ad tech before i joined media.net what i did when i joined there was dive deep into learning more about it just trying to take concepts breaking them apart into smaller concepts that i don't know anything about diving deep into them and then coming back at a 15000 feet level to join it all together uh this is what i do on a day to day basis as well and this is what i did when i wanted to learn more about a domain as well i dive deep into what are different concepts within it break them down learn more about them and then zoom back out and understand how they interlink to each other what that did was give me a very very good understanding of how the ad tech industry works uh what are the different aspects of it what does the entire ecosystem look like and what are the different entities within it each entity just like a role within an organization plays a very unique uh role within the entire ecosystem understanding how they interact with each other gives you the capability to be able to build those connections to be able to join those dots as you go uh that's point number 1 point number 2 when while you're amassing all of this knowledge right you have to be mindful of what you're amassing are you amassing a knowledge about an industry that you're working in a company you are working for or a product that you're building you could be playing a contributory part in it for example a product that i work on is equally owned by me equally owned by a data analyst software engineer program manager technical project manager so on and so forth while everyone's performing a certain function within the entire development cycle they are building towards a product within a specific industry within a specific right. domain it will always benefit them to know the best or everything about the position or the role that they're working in but it will also benefit them to know more about what is it that they're building towards how are they contributing to the entire organization to the entire industry and to the uh, whole of the domain um that's point number 2 point number 3 i just want to show or speak to what i did to land the offer at walmart like we've spoken multiple times before it was a pretty funny process to me right as an f1 student uh, going back to the name of this podcast we are playing the numbers game just send as <laughs> many applications as we can right, right. we hit 1000 2000 3000 whatever figure that is just a disclaimer please do not try and hit 1000 it is insane it is not right to do that <laughs> what i would recommend is yes do the numbers game but also keep uh, playing quality uh, applications but coming back to the point what i tried to do was play to my strength at that point mm-hmm. of time i had only one year of experience but mm-hmm. my sheer curiosity in ad tech which continued even after i left media.net and was at new york university gave me a leg up i was able to get into conversations forums conventions where i could speak to what is going on what are we talking about today when you when you interest someone with something that you know about what they are doing they are more interested in talking to you right. the way i landed to job at walmart was through a cold message something that's over prescribed to everyone and unfortunately has very low conversion rate but i truly am the story of sending out a cold message and it actually working out i reached out to my now uh, a manager uh shri at walmart and it was a very random message that hey my name's rajesh i've worked in programmatic before uh this is what i've done 
really excited about what you guys are doing over at Walmart Connect. Would love to chat more. Uh, also, here's my resume. If you have anything open, I'd love to know more. This was one of the 70 messages that I sent on a random Thursday. Luckily, <laughs> on the Friday right after that, he responded. He wanted right. to chat more. We set up some time, and that's how um, I could show him that I understood the domain that Walmart was starting to build in. If I understood how the domain looked like, he had a level of confidence that I'd be able to pick up a lot more things way faster. Um, and from them, it's just from then it's just kind of getting the opportunity and turning up, showing up every day. Right, that's awesome. So much to unpack there, right? And I'm seeing a common theme of a mixture of curiosity alongside your story and a knack for trying out new things, right? Like just putting yourself out there. not knowing if you're the right fit or not not knowing if things will work or not but a constant need for experimentation validating if this would work getting data and iterating right and the funny part is that that's what a product manager does on a day to day basis right so it yeah, the so irony good. is not lost on me the irony is not lost <laughs> right so 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 exactly right so people who are trying to break into product management like this is such a good time to think about yourself as a product and the company who is hiring you they have a need that you can fulfill right so rather than thinking about how can i get a job trying to position yourself into okay i have these unique strengths this is where i can i'm uniquely positioned to add value and then as rajesh said right it's a numbers game you need to apply broadly but if you try to focus your networking efforts into those realms of field so for example for rajesh it was the ad tech space right where you could talk to as many people as you can because that's where you knew stuff so or you were curious to learn more and so that's what it is about right like playing games that you are uniquely positioned and like qualified to do so right absolutely and play to your strengths always know your strengths play to your strengths because you can strengthen in other fields but you need to be able to uh, be in a field where you are able to provide value definitely yep I agree to that, and like just moving on to the next part, and you know, it, it's a big umbrella term, networking, right? Like the moment people come to the US, they know it's important. Like uh, the one of the best things I've heard about networking, uh, and I sort of relate to it as well. It's like it, networking feels like flossing. Everyone knows that it's important, but we want to do as little as possible. Yeah. to get yeah. by right yeah. <laughs> so like you know what has like firstly what does networking mean to you how did like what role did networking play for you when you were job searching and like how did you approach it right you know just would love to know your thoughts on that yeah a uh, great question and i think most people that i talk to who are aspiring pms also ask me the same question um I would love to answer this, but I just want to take it in a different direction. What I want to do is acknowledge one thing: it's super awkward, man. It's it's super awkward. How do you reach out to people, impose upon them, you know, meeting with you, and then asking them silly questions? So, to everyone out there, I completely understand that it's super awkward. Not just to approach random people; it's super awkward to even approach people that you were friends with, people that you were in school with, and so on and so forth. But you know, that's that's something that I preach, and something I think. I'm actually happy to have is this quality of being an absolutely shameless person. Um and to to tie it into something that you keep saying hungry mouths don't get fed. If you don't take the opportunity or don't try to find the opportunity, you're never going to find it. You're never going to get it get that opportunity. Uh networking to me something is 
sorry let me start that again networking to me is something that can uh, help you get places or at least quench your curiosity in the worst case uh, scenario as a f1 student i did have an inkling of thought that hey i want to be a product manager but you know the uncertainty and all of the competition and challenges does make it more and more difficult to stay laser focused on one path so just like anyone and everyone else i was reaching out to folks that were in positions that have interested me or folks that were in positions that to be very honest could benefit or me or provide me an advantage uh, as part of networking i think i was regularly reaching out to folks that i did not have any connections with that i barely had ever spoken to or was no longer in touch with uh these were the people that will help me learn more about what they are doing on a day to day basis since it's inter- interest me uh they could either tell me that it's interesting to me or they could tell me that hey it's not something that i would want to do okay. at the end of the day my curiosity was quenched i had an answer and i had a new connection that i could talk to rely on so on and so forth so i leveraged the networks that i was able to build via uh working at media.net for some time uh talking to former colleagues talking to folks that i knew were in the us while i was working out of india or even the random connections that i was able to build um with collaborating organizations partner organizations so on and so forth uh one of the biggest things that i learned during that time is people like talking about themselves the reason i'm on this podcast is because i like talking about myself in product <laughs> management so always show this one curiosity to the user uh, to the person wow i'm saying users but always show the curiosity to the person that you don't just want to know about product management you want to know about the person as a product manager right they could tell you 10 different things about product management but that's just going to be things that you read here and there you listen here and there or you have come across on linkedin what you want to know is how did they make the decision how did they get by to it how did they how do they keep on reinventing themselves and taking on the challenges on a day to day basis when you try and show that interest in a person there's a personal connection that gets built when there's a personal connection people tend to give you more information than you could imagine asking for you could ask them four questions and they could actually be answering 16 questions through those answers so try and build a personal connection or get to know the person you are uh, speaking to in a much more deeper fashion um when networking also make sure to keep in mind that the person's time is important while you're trying to build a personal relationship you don't necessarily need to ask personal questions you can simply <laughs> keep a positive attitude and make sure to do the right things some of the right things that i prescribe or that i would uh, swear by are making sure you have an agenda going into the uh, coffee chat or the networking meeting so that you are able to make very good use of their time uh make sure to make notes because you're going to have a lot of questions later and you don't want to be reaching out to them asking hey can you repeat this part please don't do that that does not look good um third at the end of the conversation try and summarize it try and see if you've been actually able to collect what the person has been trying to talk to you about and that you are not misunderstanding anything that they have explained uh in addition to that it's always good to set an average of 15 to 20 minutes it's the most efficient because more than that you end up losing focus and less than that is not really conclusive or in any way helpful uh but i would also recommend is if possible send them an agenda beforehand send them your resume beforehand if it's a professional networking call if it's not a professional networking call and just a networking call 
just keep it casual try and be friendly with the person you're talking to and be able to build a relationship with them that you could possibly leverage in the future right uh, so many uh, great call outs there i hope people do listen to it again because there were a lot of insights there and, and <laughs> one, one one thing that uh, like stood out right is that the best case scenario when you're networking putting yourself out there building relationships is that it can get you to places but the worst thing that can happen is that it will quench your curiosity right and i think that is an amazing way to look at it because i've been guilty of it as well that you know you feel that networking is important because you want to get a job so networking has to be transactional and fixed set of outcome has to come out of it either a referral or a job interview or something like that but once you take that out once you take that element out and make it personal as you said right and making it personal does not mean asking personal questions which is also a great call out there uh, once you realize that behind that product manager or whoever you're trying to reach out is is a genuine human being if you try to listen to and learn more about their decisions of how they are like where they got to where they are like and what were the decisions that they made during that time uh, so i think that is something which Please, is so on that point one thing that i ask people to do to shrug off the awkwardness is think about what that person did this morning they got up they made breakfast and got to that work that's just something that anybody would have done we tend to put a lot of pressure on the situation and on the person and our expectations i need to get a referral out of this i need to get uh, them to introduce me to someone or i need to have an interview out of this no just get on the call i want to know more about how do you write a prd that's all i want to learn from someone on a single day right it doesn't matter if i don't get a referral it doesn't matter if i don't get an interview at the in the worst case scenario it's someone who i can tap on once more to learn about a couple of more topics right awesome and uh, you know i think that is a good segue into like one of our final questions is that after being through that whole cycle right like of trying to break into product management and then being a product manager now for well over a year if that if there's one thing that you learned right now and you could have given yourself that advice while you were trying to break into pm do you have anything that comes to your mind that you would have liked to share to yourself like previous self who was trying to break into product management okay i'm going to break a couple of rules here i'm not going to talk about one but i'm just going to talk about two things uh Even as better. you mentioned yeah uh, as you mentioned i've been across a couple of organization one was media math and the other one swal math connect uh both of the places have taught me a lot but the one thing that i learned uh in my tech product management course was something that i have not been able to forget uh essentially when a product manager any one of us right when we start working on a project we have this end goal unconsciously or subconsciously where we want to roll out the best thing ever the thing that we spend so much effort on has to be it it has to be the solution uh in my tech product management class i spent a good 16 hours every week just talking to users talking to these were hypothetical people of course talking to uh friends i knew proposing to them what i wanted to work on what i was you know the kind of product i wanted to build out stuff like that and i spent an entire semester doing this uh our professor provided guidelines taught us new and new concepts every week at the end of the semester i was kind of like holy shit this does not seem like a good idea and i was freaking out i was like oh my god what is going on am 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 i going to fail my course how am i going to afford the fees blah 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 everything you the average thing that an f1 student thinks of 
uh, I had a quick conversation with my TA and with my professor, and they in fact told me, you know, this is a part and parcel of everyday PM life. It's not that you roll out products every quarter. It's not that you roll out features every quarter. It's the fact that you do deep work every quarter to solve or alleviate some of your customers' problems or provide them with the capability to do something. In some cases, you do a lot of discovery, you do a lot of research, but you find out that hey, maybe this is not right. At that point of time, have the confidence to go back and say that okay, here's what we did, here's what we've learned, and here's the conclusion. If it does not give you a product or a feature to build out, it at least gives you more information about the direction that you headed in and whether or not it's something to explore further or it's something that is uh, not beneficial or profitable to you. And that's the same thing that you can you can apply that rule to everything, right? You want to learn more about product management? Have a conversation with someone. Maybe you find out it's for you. Maybe you find out it's not for you. But at the end of the day, you have the answer to a burning question. You have the answer to something you want to do. No more about. Uh, that's lesson number one. Uh, point number two is your cross-functional stakeholders. Like I've mentioned multiple times, as much ownership that I claim over the product or feature I'm working on, the same ownership can be claimed by anybody else across the organization. It could be someone working in operations, someone working in program management, someone working in uh, engineering or even in analytics. You cannot win without bringing everyone along. When you're trying to achieve a scale or when you're trying to solve the solution end to end, you're going to need support from everyone to make it successful. You need an engineer to code it. You need an analyst or an analytics person to tell you where those gaps are or what is the quantitative information you're able to derive out of it. You need the operations folks to actually make it work and the program or project management people to keep you on track or build a longer timeline. And then there's all of the marketing, training and enablement, sales team, um, so on and so forth to make sure that you're on the right track by providing the feedback that you need at the right time. Once you're done developing it, you work alongside them. You work with them to drive adoption, usage and iterations of your product. Your cross-functional stakeholders are literally the life source of your product. Without them, it's nothing. With them, it could transform into the best thing that you have ever worked on. So always bring your cross-functional stakeholders along and make sure to actually hear what they are saying or listen to what they are saying. Right. Yeah, so yeah, those, those are great call-outs. Uh, thank you again, Rajas, for your time. I def, like I learned a lot from the conversation. I hope aspiring product managers who are trying to break in, this was valuable for them. And uh, thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Uh, see you on the next podcast. Absolutely. Thanks, Shoryam.